podcast. 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 Hit <laughs> it that time. Podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to Na 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 Podcast, the Batman podcast for people who speak Spanish. I'm Danny. And I'm Wallace. And we are, what, what are we doing, Wallace? We're watching every Batman movie from 1943 to the present. What did we watch this week? This week we watched three fan films. That's right. We were planning on doing the 1989 uh, Tim Burton Batman movie, but we had some scheduling conflicts with our guest. So we decided to do that next week. This Danny week, offended him and he had to like issue a written apology. Yeah, so. it was a whole big thing. He demanded a public apology post in the Times Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Turkish, though. No. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, I could I could tell he wasn't Turkish because I could there tell the difference between him and other people. Right. In a lineup, you yeah. could tell. Uh, but we did some some fan films. We've uh, we've done like a number of like shorter fan films at the at the end of episodes, but we wanted to. Uh, there's a, a lot of longer fan films that are like too long to really stick on the end of the episode. I want to have a few episodes here and there where we're just devoting them to to just that. And we watched uh, three. Longer, like, 10 or 15 minute fan films we're going to talk about today. Um, before we get into the dumb Batman stuff, let's talk about us. So. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about us. So what's what's been going on with you, Wallace? Let's do you first, because last week we did me first, and, and it's your turn. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk too much about what's been going on with me lately. I think we... Nothing really happened last week, but the week before I had so many I'm things. Sure you had a... Oh, okay. I thought you were going to skip over the whole Boston thing entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, Salem Comedy Festival. And did uh, I did a sold out show at, at that? Um, saw a lot of really great comedy. I had a um, uh, uh, I was gonna stay with this guy, this like old hippie guy who I, I met. I did the festival last year, and I just couch surfed with him, and we had a great time. And uh, I was gonna stay with him again. But then one of the comics who was there is like, "Hey, I live right by the train station. Why don't you just come stay with me? It'll be way more convenient." And so I just did that. And, um, Did he live like outside the train station? Was there like a tunnel with some boxes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but he, I know how much money comedians make. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I know how much. He lived in this uh, this studio with this weird rich guy who uh, uh, has gotten like really into making T-shirts with like people's faces on them. It's become like his passion project. So he just did that for me. He made. We took like a photo of me with like some antlers and stuff behind me on like a green screen, and just printed up a, a t-shirt with my picture on it right there. So you have a picture, like a t-shirt with your picture on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it my profile picture on Facebook. What actually. you should have done was saved it and given it to Wednesday for Valentine's Day. Oh, would have been so good. You fucked up. Um, here's a random story. I'm gonna jump in on your life. When like last year, two years ago, before I moved, um, one of my friends from college put up a picture of her when she was a baby, like eating a fish stick mm-hmm. and like her face in it is just really fucking funny like it, everyone's like oh my god this is so funny and I was like can I make a t-shirt of this <laughs> totally just gonna like pay 40 bucks to have a t-shirt made for myself uh-huh. and then all these people were like oh I want one I want one I put together a t-shirt order for like 40 people of t-shirts <laughs> with this girl's like childhood picture on it in sepia tones that I, I have like two of them and I have some that haven't been like given to people yet because they just never came to get them but uh-huh. yeah i've got one i sleep in and one i wear for real life so <laughs> whatever you've got your um uh, your fancy 
sepia tone t shirt. Baby Lydia shirt. Yeah. And then I've got your more casual. Like, casual sleep yeah. in it. Baby, <laughs> baby Lydia shirt. So, yeah. yeah. So, how'd your set go? Went really well. Awesome, yeah. Went really well. So it sold out, show like 70 or 80 people. I did like 15 minutes. Nice. And yeah, it, it went great. I got some great tape out of it that I posted in the um, Facebook group uh, at, the, at that time, like a week or two ago. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so it's great. I've been applying to a bunch of other festivals using that tape. Hopefully I'll hear back from some people. You know what you should do instead of getting headshots? You mm. should use the t-shirt. <laughs> Just, that antler picture put on business cards because then everyone will know. This oh, just is the a funny picture guy. from the. I was thinking, send out the actual t shirt in no, lieu of headshots. That could be cool too. <laughs> just email. But the picture because then everybody will know, like, oh, this guy, he's a funny guy. He's mm. got look, the antlers. It's yeah. funny. He's a funny guy. How great would it be if they're like, hey, we we saw this uh, funny antler picture. That's, that's funny. I show up, I actually have antlers. Yes, and that's your shit. <laughs> Yeah. I'm your manager now. <laughs> You're going with the antlers. It's actually a gross deformity. I appreciate you not, uh, the gross isn't horrible, not isn't disgusting. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The horrible deformity, I appreciate people not laughing at me. No, that's not what's funniest about you, Danny. <laughs> that's not the funniest. <laughs> so how's Wednesday? What's she up to this weekend? Uh, she's doing really well. We're actually going to, um, we're going to an escape room tonight. Oh, fun. Yeah. She had it for me as a Hanukkah present oh that's cool yeah i'm not jewish i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um what, what's the theme do you know the theme alice in wonderland oh that's cool yeah when i was home uh over christmas my mom wanted to take all of us to an escape room which to me is just sounds like the most torturous thing in the world like mm. with my anxiety mm. not the escape room i love puzzles and stuff but yeah. just doing it with my family oh and yeah like my mom and her boyfriend and Mom gets very high strung and she thinks she's being fun, but really she's not being fun. <laughs> and she needs to be on anti-anxiety medication, but she's not. And then my sister would be trying to placate her. My brothers would be being assholes and like punching each other. Hmm. And I would have a full-blown panic attack. Hmm. And then we would really need to escape immediately because if I could die. I think if I did with my family, if I did like the first day of vacation, it'd be great. If yeah. we did like the fifth day. Absolutely. We'd be at each other's That's a starts. good point too. It was not like the first day I'd gotten there. It was yeah. like, it would have been a couple of days in and not have been good. Yeah. It would have been bad. Um, well, speaking of like bad things and like whatever, apparently science says this time of year is the worst time of year for people with depression. Bye bye. Don't tell my depression that it's being okay right now, but it's being, you know, pinned back by some pills. Uh, but I started listening to this podcast recently mm -hmm. that's called The Hilarious World of Depression. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? I don't know that, no. It's uh, very fucking cool. Okay. It's this guy who goes and talks to different comedians with depression, with just different mental orders in, gen in general. So there's like an episode with Maria Bamford about her bipolar disorder and an episode with Jen Kirkman about her depression. 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 Mm. <laughs> depression. Her depression. And Andy Richter and his depression. Uh -huh. And it's like very real, very like talking about the issues, but it's still like fun and enjoyable and mm -hmm. like a good reminder of like, you're not alone. Don't jump in front of a train. But also, if you are going to jump in front of a train, please don't do it during like peak hours because that's oh, really the, the shittiest thing. Yeah. And that's how I knew I've lived in New York for too long. The first times, like, I got my train held on the bridge mm -hmm. and figured out what it was when I got to work an hour late and was yeah. in trouble. And someone was like, oh, they jumped in front of the train. And I was like, I don't even fucking feel bad for them because think about how many people's days they ruined. Yeah. What if I lost my job because of that? The first time you kind of feel bad, by the fifth time it's like, oh, what an asshole. 
Literally, that was my gut response. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'm so mad. Why not wait till like three in the afternoon? There's so many more convenient ways to kill yourself. The train's pretty convenient, but you should just do it. Convenient for other there. people. Like for other 11 p.m. There are plenty of ways to kill yourself without leaving the apartment. That's true. Why do you have to go outside to do it? Well, I think if mm, I would feel bad because of being someone who sublets killing myself in my apartment because then my roommates would have to deal with it. Mm, that would be. You know, like. But if you do it in front of a train, that's a whole crowd full of people that have to deal with it. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like that's like... The fact that they're strangers, does that make the it... The fact that they're strangers, the fact that they can leave. Mm. Like, that's not, like, their place of residence, like, a thing they have to think about. But also, would that really be any worse than, like, the random people coming up to you and, like, look at my 17 parakeets, please give me money. You're asking me if someone with 17 parakeets is worse than seeing someone jump in front of a train and kill themselves? Yes, because you don't actually see most of the like gore and stuff of someone jumping in front of a train because the train's going so fast. If I see someone with 17 parakeets, I'm excited. That's a fun day. In the train. <laughs> in the train. In the train. That's at least in a, a weird, unusual. No. I don't want to see somebody kill themselves. I don't, I don't want to see either one of those things. I'm just, I'm picking two evils here. <laughs> you're picking one fun thing and one horrible thing. I was thing. on the train yesterday with this guy who was uh, asking people for money, but he wasn't. He didn't get on and do his like, hi, my name's Clark and I'm homeless and whatever. This is my life. Please give me money or food or whatever. He got on the train with like a fucking paper cup in his hand, waited till the doors closed, and then went around to each person individually and stuck the cup in their face. Yeah. And was like, are you having a nice day? And I was just like... <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Like, have some respect for the system. Have you ever seen the opera Homeless Guy? No. He's no. great. He's one of the few guys who I, I do give money to because he's he's just, he's got like a blanket wrapped around like a cape. He's got this giant afro. He just walks through the train like, can anybody please help? Can anybody please help? Yeah, I'd give and money. And just, yeah. He's got like a really great voice. I'm not doing it justice. No. But he's, um... There's also a guy in Sheepset Bay who gets on and plays his violin, mm -hmm. and uh, pretty much only plays like three things. It's like the um, love theme from Titanic. No, from The Godfather, mm. and one or two other things. And there was a day that he—it's pretty much mostly the love theme from The Godfather. But he got on one day at the same time as another guy. They got on from two different windows, and on like. The side that he started playing his love theme, and then the other homeless guy started doing a spiel mm -hmm. about like how sad his life was and everything. And Kenzie and I were just sitting there, and I was like, "Dueling I hobos." I couldn't write this. I could not <laughs> write this because like the music behind it made his sad story sound all the more sad. <laughs> and I was just like, "Is this a TV show? <laughs> Is this an episode of Girls? What's happening?" And I was like, "No, they would never film Girls in Sheepside Bay. Never in a million years." Hey, did I, um, did I tell you I'm reading, or just finished Manson in his own words? No, I just bring this up you're not. My true crime friend, yes, in addition to my Batman friend. It's really good. Is it's, it? Yeah, it's definitely worth reading. I'm going to be sad when he dies. Is that bad? <laughs> well, because here's the thing. Because of like all of the stuff that I've read about him and listened to about him, mm -hmm. he's a bad guy. Like, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. He's not a good guy. No. But everybody's like, he did all these murders. He never actually like laid hands on anybody. Yeah, that's and it wasn't yeah. actually his idea to do them. Mm -hmm. yeah. For the most yeah. part, mm -hmm. I am not defending Charles Manson. I'm he did kill one person. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, but that, wasn't that the drug dealer guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was gonna 
come kill his it uncle was anyway. Self-defense-ish. Yeah, it was. I mean, he went out to fight him, and then he was like, oh, you're a big dude. Yeah. But he also shot another guy and tried to kill him, and he didn't die. Yeah. And that's how he had to kill the other guy. And he sliced the guy up with the knife. He didn't, he didn't kill him. Right, he didn't of, kill him. Yeah. But he's kind of like a half-ass, like, I really just want to do drugs and have sex with all these people. And, yeah. And then everybody else was like, let's kill people. <laughs> he was like, oh, but if I say no, am I the boss anymore? Yeah, so he's gonna kill people. really, he's more like a cult leader, just kind of yeah, manipulator. for sure. Thing. He's I not think, a serial killer. I agree. And I, I, honestly, I think that the people who were in jail for the murders mm-hmm. besides him are a lot scarier than he is because a lot of them are the ones that brought those ideas into it in the first place. Because, like, the Manson family existed for, like, five to seven years at least. Yeah. Before any of the violent stuff started. It was just drugs and sex. Yeah. And but, I mean, it's, it's, it's like he... The people who went into this weren't like saints that he like manipulated into no, doing no, no, this. No, 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 no. But he definitely created this atmosphere and kind of pushed well, yeah. all the racial stuff. And Yeah. I think it's kind of one of those things of like it's 100% a product of its time. Yeah. Like if that group of people had tried to get together five years before or five years after, mm-hmm. it would have fallen apart. Mm-hmm. It was just like this perfect lining up of like, let the stars align. And yeah. But it's, it's terrible. It's it's funny though reading this book that he he's like so he's trying he um you know Helter Skelter the uh, the book the mm-hmm. like definitive yeah um, he like hates that book and is constantly referencing that book and how they got everything wrong and then he'll like say they were totally wrong about this and then he'll talk about what he did and it's like the exact same thing. <laughs> It's just like, they're always trying to paint me as some kind of sexual deviant. Yeah, I had sex with that 14-year-old girl. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, he also had such a fucked up upbringing. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. His mom sold him for a pitcher of beer. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. It sounds like straight up some Whitechapel shit. Yeah. And there's also, um, there's some amount of differences between his story and the official version where it's like, okay, it could be a difference in perspective or... And they're each trying to sell their own version of the story. There's some stuff where it's just like, okay, this this did not happen. Yeah. You you were making this up. Like talks about becoming a matador at one point. Yes. It's like Charles Manson was never a matador. Right. Well, there. I like the part of the story when he goes to Mexico mm-hmm. and he uh, starts buying drugs from those. Yeah. He the, becomes like tribe. indoctrinated in that Indian tribe. Yeah, because everyone else was like, oh no, don't go talk to them. Like they'll fucking kill you. They hate white people. Mm-hmm. And Charles Manson's like. I'm going to go talk to him. They yeah. got the best coat. I'm going to go talk to him. And then it was fine because he's fucking insane. They probably just looked at him like, we can't tell this guy. No, I don't know what I don't know what he's going to do. Do you think that, that actually happened? Because that was another one where I'm like, there, there's no way you Oh, were. I think that actually You think it did? Happened. I could totally see that happening. Maybe it did. He's a nut job. Yeah. I like to think that it did happen because it is an interesting narrative. Also, tiny man. Very petite. Yeah. He's like 5'2". Dainty. Yeah. Lithe. Like 115, 5'2". Two, two. I want to say welterweight, but I think that's the wrong weight class. Featherweight? Featherweight? I think welterweight's in the middle. You're right, that makes sense. But very... Even, I don't know wrestling. <laughs> even for a woman, that's very petite. And yes. He's a, he's a grown man. Yes, I could... A very scary grown man. Squash him. Yeah. With my, just like physical comparison, but also I'd be afraid to touch him because I bet he smells really bad. <laughs> I don't like smells that much. It's not a thing. Hey, speaking of smells, let's get into this fan film. 
Okay, do you want to start with that's, the one that stinks or the Yeah. Let's that's, start with the worst that's one. That's good. That that makes my transition make sense if we there go with that. Teamwork makes teamwork. Uh, are we on the same page? I'm not sure we're on the same page about which is the worst one. The high schooler one. The high schooler one. Okay, we are on the same Batman, page. Batman, City of Night. Yeah, City of Night with Tubby Batman. Tubby Batman. They don't call him Tubby Batman, that's what I call him. So you should call him. Uh, it starts off with a guy in a bulletproof vest locking down a school. This is it's shot by like high school kids. It's okay, all... but like first of all, first things first, yeah. it starts with the opening credit and it's just like Batman City of Night in like green neon yeah. font. And I literally wrote green font, not a good sign. Um, and then it starts with a collage of urban pictures, like a, a manhole cover and like a city skyline. Yeah. And, uh, then a woman in glasses walks across the street, the screen and you're like, well, she's ugly. No one's going to bother her. Mm-hmm. Not that that's a reason that people bother people, whatever, but we all know what movies are. Mm-hmm. And then in school, the guy in the, bil- the bulletproof vest is wearing jeans and like a long sleeve white t-shirt yeah. and not a real bulletproof vest. No. It's like definitely from like a little kid's cop costume. Yeah. It, it's, it's uh, very small on him. It's a shot. He's a thin guy. By high school or kid, yeah. uh, high school kids in a high school with a budget of like maybe allowance. $15. Yeah. Yeah. It's their it's, allowance. Yeah. Oh. And someone's like GoPro they got for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, shot over the course of three weeks, they said in the uh, the video notes. Oh, I didn't read those. Yeah. Um, I watched it. That was enough. <laughs> You're supposed to be the one who does all the research. I know. I do the research on the real ones. Mm. Uh, I can't use Wikipedia for these, so. Yeah. It's harder. You gotta read the links I sent you. It's gross. Ew. Uh, so then a, a woman goes into a cell with an inmate, and it cuts to Killer Croc assaulting a woman, and Batman jumps in and starts fighting him. Batman is very tubby. Batman is a bad fighter, but yeah. I'm just on back up to the lady doctor. Yeah. Who I was convinced was a boy playing a girl because I was like, oh. Because she's very, like, masculine looking. She just looks like a guy with longish hair. And I was like, none of these guys have friends who are girls anyway. Yeah. Wait, is... was I'm not sure I picked up on this until just now. Was that Harley Quinn? Yes. That Oh, that makes so much more sense now. Yes. I did not... Okay, I got it. Yes. Harley Quinn walks in, talks to this inmate. So Batman... Tubby Batman uh, fights... Uh, the big old crocodile guy. Killer Croc. And he knocks him out at the it's fire extinguisher. Bad fight scene. Bad fight scene. Bad costume. Yeah. Not... It looks like the crocodile guy just had poop spots on him. Yeah. Spots of poop both... all over him. I meant Batman, but both costumes are. Yeah, both, both costumes, costumes are, very bad. are bad. The mask is very ill-fitting on Batman because yeah. he, his head's so fat it slides yeah. up so it doesn't go all the way yeah. down on his nose. And sometimes, like one eye, it's is yeah. in like the they right position. Yeah, shoot it. Yeah, the other yeah, like, eye's totally wrong. They're like, no, that's good, man. It's it fine. Looks good. Yeah. yeah. We got a hard deadline on this fan film. It needs Three to come weeks. Out. Three weeks. We go into four weeks where I'm professional. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. He's got like a, um, he's wearing like snow boots in this. They're like kind of puffy snow yes. boots. Luckily, you don't see them very much. Yeah. Um, so, so then we cut back to school, prison. Yeah, prison school. For high schoolers, this is like a commentary on how school is like a jail for them. It's like a metaphor. It's like, Subliminal. <laughs> what is that from? What am I thinking of? I have no idea. Keep going. Uh, so Joker ties up the psychologist and escapes, and then Tubby Batman meets with Gordon, 
Commissioner Gordon, who has a fake mustache, and he gives him a SIM card that he, he just, like, found. Yes, he literally says, he's like, oh, the Joker escaped. But here's your SIM card. It's unrelated to the Joker case, but maybe just as bad. I'm going to say far and away, no. Yeah. Not as bad. Yeah. Well, he just... The Joker just tied up the psychologist. Yeah. Duct tape over her mouth, threw a fucking smiley face on it. Guarantee she didn't bring the duct tape and stuff into the room. Well, now, you know, she's hardly when she did. Yeah. But, you know, still. It's also, it's just such clumsy dialogue. Like, hey, there's this thing going on. Also, here's an unrelated SIM card. I'm right. telling you, this is not related. Maybe just as bad, though. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, and, and so Batman plugs the SIM card into his phone. Which is a hilarious phone. Yeah. It's a very old phone. Yes. Like one of those, like... like, like um, yeah. Like a T-Mobile, like, sidekick. Yes. Sidekick. Yeah. I knew it was T-Mobile, but yeah. I don't remember Those things they existed for, like, a minute I should have called it a Robin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, and then this riddle pops up. And uh, it's, a, it's a dumb riddle. It is a but still better than the ones my cartoons. Yeah, no, it actually, at least it wasn't just like a, a, a stream of consciousness. Yes. Like, uh, it's Sherry, Sherry rhymes with Barry, Barry, Barry Allen is the Flash. Uh, the answer is in the White House. Flash, Flash flood warning. Yeah. <laughs> Water. Water, the river's rising. Yeah. Riverboat, Doc, Doc Martin. It's the shoe store. We have to go to the shoe store. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a dumb riddle, but it made sense. It was like a list of names, and then it said which name, uh, and then it had like four names, like a like a who wants to be a millionaire kind of thing. Which yes. name comes next? And Batman's just like, ugh, music. The names all start with like Do, Re, Fa, Si. The soul festivals, Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La. Yeah. And so then the last one of the options was Tilly. Yeah. Which is a terrible name. It's a terrible... Why not go with Tina? That is a much more normal name. Yeah. That's a name people have. Tiffany. Tiffany. That's also a name people have. Tim. That's a guy, but yeah. Yeah. They could have done it with Tim a guy. Amanda. Tim Amanda. <laughs> Still better name than... Are there people named Tamanda in Kentucky? No. Nope. Do you know Tamandas? I made that up just now. <laughs> you could also do Tamanthonies. Tamanthonies. Uh, but that T, sounds like more of a boy name. Yeah. T, Tilly, the, the Riddler's tubby, or not the, the Riddler, the, the mayor's tubby daughter is named Tilly. Here's her MySpace picture. Yeah. Uh, so the Tilly, the, the tubby mayor's daughter, gets chloroformed by the river, uh, by the Riddler and Tubby Batman goes to investigate. He's too late, though, and he's wearing lip gloss. His lips are very shiny in that scene Is he? where they, like, zoom in on him. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, That's weird. real shiny. Huh. Yeah, got him. Uh, Batman... It's literally, like, putting lipstick on a cow. It's not, like I said. <laughs> on a pig. Oh, on a pig. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize, cows. Uh, Batman watches the news, and Riddler announces plans to kill the mayor's Tubby daughter. So Tubby Batman saves her and fights the Riddler... Asks him what his motives are, and he says he doesn't have any. He just wanted to see if Batman could figure out his riddles. That's. Oh, he also says he wants to figure out who Batman was. Yeah. That was one of his motives. Uh, so he like knocks down Batman, and uh, he's a, he's about to rip off Batman's face, uh, uh, his mask. That would have been a much darker he's about movie. To rip off yeah. Batman's face. I want to see who you are under that face. 
Oh, just muscle and skin. I guess you were a skull this whole time. Skeletor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. No, um, that would be so great. That would be yeah. amazing if, <laughs> if there's a villain who keeps ripping off people's skull uh, faces. Scooby-Doo style. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was just... That's like a, a Scooby-Doo villain. Like, oh, is it this old man skeleton all, the, all done. Oh, I was like... Spooky, scary skeleton yeah. the whole time. Weird how that happens every week. Crazy. It's always a skeleton. Uh, but Tilly gets free. Yeah. And this is another question. Hmm. So Batman falls down a lot in this one. Yeah. And uh, having some experience as being an overweight person, hmm. I find that I'm a harder person to like knock over than a thin person. I don't know if there's just like, it's like a weebles wobble thing. <laughs> you know, you're like round. Low center of gravity. Yeah, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Yeah. Come on, tell me Batman. What are you doing? I don't know if I've ever really gave, given much thought to how often I'm falling down. I don't have any statistics on that. Well, I normally fall and skin my knee at least once every two years. Okay. Because I am not graceful. Hmm. And sidewalks in my neighborhood have been very bad. I feel like I haven't skinned my knee since I was like 10. That's not the case for me. I once did it going upstairs. I fell up some stairs, skinned my knees. I feel like skinned knees are such like a childhood they injury. They are. It's very embarrassing yeah. as an adult lady because it has a connotation of rug burns. Mm. And that's not what they're from. <laughs> ever. Although my... Does my, it have that connotation? Is that what people assume? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Huh. My best friend from when I was in Spain, um, she showed up to the program with rug burn on both of her knees. And she was like, no, I fell. And then, no, it was totally from what we all thought. She got them having sex on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. um, but she told me that story, and I was like, I was still a virgin then, and I was like, you're amazing. That's like the craziest story. Whoa. You had sex on a rug? On a rug. So hard. <laughs> but just it shouldn't give you rug burn. Don't have sex on rugs. Yeah. I know you're trying to be hip and cool and young. And you can't well, you, put, you can't have sex in beds because you're in high school or, mm. or early college at your parents' house. Mm. So I guess you have to have sex on the floor of your den. I did have sex on the floor of my parents' house once. I'm so glad my family did not listen to this. I'm not going to talk about places I've had sex because I know my mom's going to listen to this. Well, now your mom knows that I've had sex on the floor of my family's living room. Yeah. I actually, um, fuck it, I'll, I don't care. I'll say this much. I, you know my my phobias about being naked and sitting on things, and uh, I faced up to that phobia and had sex on my couch not too long ago. Yeah, Good for you. Yeah, totally That's... naked on the couch. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't it nice? It was nice. Couch sex is really nice. Yeah. The nicest thing about couch sex is as soon as you're done, you just like you're there and the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. I love it. Ten out of ten for couch sex. And it was fine. There's no poop stains on my couch at all. No, because that's normal. Yeah. It's normal. Um, Turns yeah. out my anal hygiene is better than I assumed it was. Anal sphincter is in fine working order. Yeah. Congratulations, Danny. Yeah. I'm going to give you a gold butthole sticker. I'm good at wiping. You're good at wiping. See, your mom's proud. Yeah. Yeah, she'll listen to this and be, be proud, proud of that. That's what she's proud of. <laughs> that was always her, her dream for me. Is it someday? At I'm... some point, though, in her life, her dream literally was for you to finally figure out how to wipe your ass so that she didn't have to clean your shit out of your underwear all the time. Yeah. Because that's children. And yeah. We're disgusting. <laughs> Thanks, And Mom. also just so she wouldn't have to do it herself. Also that, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hilarious thing about kids. <laughs> it really is. 
And I just feel like, what is the age cutoff of, like, when you're too old to do that anymore? Because I feel like maybe it varies culturally. Because, mm-hmm. like, for my mom, we weren't allowed, like, we were out of strollers by the time we were, like, three, three mm-hmm. and a half. Because it was four of us, and we were all within less than six years. Uh-huh. So it was, like, somebody else needed to be in the stroller. But in my neighborhood... There's some kids who are like pushing 10, 11, like their feet are dragging a little bit mm-hmm. in strollers. So That's like, way too mom old. Wiping their ass still? Yeah. I definitely remember there being a specific moment when I had a friend over and I had to go to the bathroom and like being embarrassed that I had to call my mom in and being like, this needs to stop. I gotta do it. I'm too old I gotta now. man up and yeah. just do it. <laughs> I think that's how most potty training works. Is like once you're like embarrassed by pooping on yourself, then you learn how to not poop on yourself. <laughs> and like when you're embarrassed by having your mom wipe your ass, then your mom stops wiping your ass. Yeah, embarrassment's like, the great motivator. It really is. I read this great book about like the decline of violence, and they said um, you're talking about like dueling, mm-hmm. and they. For like hundreds of years, they passed all these laws trying to get dueling to stop and trying to outlaw it, and it just never worked. It just became like underground, and it was still just as bad as ever. And finally, what got people to stop is it just became like unfashionable, and people started like mocking people who were still doing this, and it became like so uncool that everybody just stopped in like five years. So, you're saying what we need is like Steve Urkel gang Mm -hmm. to do gung gun violence places like yeah mall shootings we need like a really racist steve urkel to just make racist seem to really... make racism and mass shootings seem really uncool yeah and they can just be shitting themselves all the time i think i might have made a cognitive leap yeah well whatever batman yeah batman hopefully wipes his own ass yeah um so, he he knocks out, uh, no, we're past that part. Yeah, um, Tilly gets free. Tubby Tilly helps Batman. Mm. Uh, that sounds like a SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> Tubby Tilly helps Tubby Batman uh, fight off the Riddler. He gets up, he uh, knocks him down, and... Uh, he gets knocked down. He, he gets up again. Him. Riddler has, like, a question mark, like, burned on his face, which I kind of liked. I did, too. I thought it was a neat idea. Yeah. I haven't seen that anywhere before, and I didn't know if that was, like, a comic book thing that I missed out on. I think there's some similar stuff, but I liked it as, like, a more, it's kind of like a subtle costume. Instead of, like, having, like, a green suit covered in question marks. Right. It's he's just kind of plainly dressed, like, a, a green shirt with, like, a black blazer and a question mark burn. I liked it. I did, too. It was like, you... Got this costume from your dad's closet and Hot Topics costume. Yes. Department. But sometimes less is more. This is subtle and it works. Uh, So the Joker and Harley Quinn take over the school and uh, Tubby Batman chokes out some guards. I'm sorry, it's City Hall. Oh, City Hall. I'm sorry. So wait, if that was Harley Quinn, why did she pretend to be tied up before? Because she's now just out and about. Then if she hadn't, then they would have known that she they let that she let him out, and they would have kept her. Oh, so people don't know she's Harley. Right, oh. that's what alter egos are for, Dan. Uh, now I now it makes sense. So wait, that would mean that that would mean that Bruce Wayne is. Yep. No, he's a he's yep. a no, he's a millionaire playboy. You're How right. would he? No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
and then so the Joker's also Tubby. Uh, Tubby Joker's going to blow up the city. And Tubby Joker looks like he works at Hot Topic. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like um, just the... I I hated Tubby Joker so much because he reminded me so much of this kid I hated growing up. Yeah, it was a very visceral, like, visceral reminder of like, oh, that was 16. That's what it looks like. That's what it smells like. Yeah. And just all the nerdy stuff that I used to love and I have come to love again, this guy, like, put me off it for so long because I'm like, I don't want to be anything like this guy. He's... He, he, I am cool. I do yeah, have friends. Yeah. <laughs> Call like, your girlfriend that sort of thing. <laughs> you think I'm cool, right? I'm like, oh, this guy hates, or this guy loves comic books, so I guess comic books are terrible then. Yeah. He's, I don't want to be associated with anything he likes. I think that's why cool kids don't like, nerd, like, don't find out they like nerdy things until college when, like, nerds are not as disgusting anymore. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I think of myself at 13 and the things I was interested in, they were not things other people were interested in. I had no way of like convincing people they were interesting because I was disgusting. Hmm. Like what kind of stuff? Um, really was into 80s music. Okay. Very profoundly. Hmm. Also old movies, the history of clothing and how it like ties into our culture. Hmm. Writing poetry, whatever. <laughs> Um, just like making craft projects in general, not cool things to do. Yeah, still not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. It's not, uh, when I was... What my poem about you is, Danny. When I was 13, I was really into making Batman podcasts. <laughs> but podcasts weren't around then, yeah. so it was like Batman Radio Hour. My my main passions were Batman podcasts and having sex on my couch. Couch sex. Yeah, and <laughs> it'd be a long time before I got back into those. I'm like really kind of sad now because Mackenzie and I have never had couch sex because neither one of us have a couch. I mean, we have a couch in my apartment, but it's not my couch. Yeah, that's weird to have it's sex like on somebody couch. else's. I don't want. Yeah, I had a, uh, a roommate years ago who, after we had like moved out, he told me that he used to jerk off on our couch all the time. Mm. Like, dude, that's was his couch. That was my couch. You kept it. I think I got rid of it after that. I, I think would. I, I think I'd already gotten rid of it, but it, it just made me feel so weird about the. That's gross. Yeah, you got your own room. Why are you using our couch? Jerk off in a public bathroom. That's fine. Don't jerk off on your friend's couch. Don't jerk off in public bathrooms. Jerk off in your own space. You can jerk off in public bathrooms. You can't jerk off in public bathrooms. Yes, you can. If you clean up after yourself, if you're in a stall, yes, you can. I think in an emergency situation, you can jerk off in a public bathroom. I think if you're in a public bathroom and there's no line, you can jerk off in a public bathroom. But there has to be no line. Have you done this? you have to clean up after yourself. Have you done this in a public bathroom? No, I'm just saying. Okay. Trying to think if I've ever done that. Yeah. Probably don't want to announce that. Let's go back to the, pot, the, yeah. the, the show. Anyway. Um, so the Tubby Joker knocks out Tubby Batman, but decides he's having too much fun to kill him. Which is stupid. Yeah. Uh, Tubby Batman knocks him out and just, oh, it just effortlessly diffuses the bomb. There's no drama to it. He, he just, just like, takes a rubber band off of it. Yeah. And it's fine. It's over. Um, Gordon has like this big monologue about It's so boring. Yeah. It was so boring and it felt so much like just a rip off of, uh, The Dark Knight. Yes. Oh, we should also say the, the Joker in this 
total ripoff of Heath Ledger. Yeah. It's exactly that Joker. But he looks like if Heath Ledger had had the weight gain side effects of all the medicines he was taking instead of the accidental overdose side effect. Yeah. Um, then a psychologist tells Ripper Riddler that her boss wants to see him. Is that Harley Quinn? I guess that must be Harley Quinn. Uh, yeah, I think so. Roll credits. Um, so what do you think of, what was this one, Batman City of Night? Batman. It's very bad. Yeah. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> uh, would you recommend this one? No. It was very bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's really no need for discussion. He is the number one worst Batman. Yeah. Oh. I think he's worse than every other Batman. I don't know if I go that. He's wearing uh, snow boots, and you can't even keep the mask on his face because it's too fat for his face. He definitely belongs near the bottom of the list. But let, let's take a moment to review who's at the very bottom. Fine. Number fifteen, David Noble from the Disagreement. That was the one where he's it was sexist. It was incredibly sexist. He's not in costume. He just shows up to to referee a fight between Catwoman and Wonder Woman. Uh, that was bad, but... Adam Pecoraro from Batman Night of Halloween, the one that was just a promotion for his uh, kickboxing school. <laughs> but some of those fighting sequences are pretty good. Then there's a tie between Lewis Wilson and Joel Phillips from uh, Batman, the 1943 serial, and Batman TM. This guy's definitely worse than those. Uh, the number 12, we have no one. And number 11... Uh, Robert Lowry from the 1949 Batman and Robin serial. I'm going to put this guy below the kickboxing, but above the sexist. At least the kickboxing one is kind of funny if you look at it. The, the, the fight scene in the kickboxing, I feel like it was even worse than that. I think he's better than, the, than um, Batman Night of Halloween. I hated that. I hated that too, but I hated this also. I'm going to confess, I didn't watch all of this. I like... Bloop, 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 <laughs> some of it. That, I didn't even do that on the serials. At least this one... And it was only 12 minutes long. At least this one, they were children. You can excuse that bit. The the Batman Night of Halloween, those were people in like their 30s. They should... That's true. Fair enough. Alright, so... Uh, That's what I was saying. He's better than that. He's better oh, than I that? I was saying he's worse than that. Yeah. He's better than kickboxing guy. All right, so put him in number 14 between uh, Lewis Wilson and Adam Pecoraro from Night of Halloween. Yeah. Night of... Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Cool, cool, cool. All right. All right. What did you think was the number one one? I thought Face Behind the Clown was number one. I really liked that one, but I it doesn't have Batman in it. Yeah. Oh. So should we talk about the one that does have Batman in it and then finish with Face Behind the Clown? Yeah, I think we should do that one. So the... the the other one we watched, or the second one we watched, the other one that had Batman, as it turned out, is called Batman Duplicity. Batman. This one is all in Spanish. Yeah, and it's from Spain, though. It's from Spain, Spain. Oh, it's from Spain, Spain? Yeah, I know. That I was like, this looks like Madrid. And then I was like, Chelsea, you weren't even in Madrid that much. Stop being so fucking bougie. <laughs> and then I, like, listened, and they were speaking, like, Gassio, and... There was a sign in the background at one point that said Madrid, and I was like, oh my god, this is totally in Madrid. That makes me feel a little better, because there's some cultural questions I had about this that I was going to ask a friend of mine who's Peruvian, and now I realize she probably would not have been able to help me, and it would have just made me seem racist. There you go. Yeah. More racist. 
more racist. Another apologies issue. Yeah. Uh, make sure you're speaking up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Gordon, uh, it starts off with um, little... With a child. Yeah, little boy cries about clowns in Spanish. Yeah, he's talking about how he doesn't like clowns because they have lying faces and he doesn't know what they really are. Yeah, a lot of the dialogue in this, I'm not sure how much of it is the dialogue itself and how much is the translation, but it's kind of stilted dialogue. It's a very... Part of it's the translation. Okay. Like in the, in the, uh, the translation, it said that he didn't like them because of their fake faces, but the word that they use, I think, is really more like lying faces. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I'm not going to try to listen to this and read subtitles at the same time. So I went with just the subtitles, but... But they, um... Even beyond just, not just like strange word choices, but they used really kind of, uh, they were definitely aiming very high with this. And they're yeah. And there's some big ideas and they, they really kind of eloquent uh, speech and very high-minded. Like I wrote down this one quote of this, I thought this was a great example of the kind of language they used. An innocent mind comes into this world ignoring the ills stalking it. Yes. A very kind of poetic Language. Very poetic. Um, so after the child is crying about clowns, we cut to a creepy urban playground. There's like no kids on it, mm -hmm. but like the bouncy things are bouncing and swings are swinging and there's like the sound of children laughing and playing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Gordon paces around a rooftop. Um, his name's Jim. Is that his name? Jim. Yeah, sorry. Lieutenant and, but Is that Gordon's name? Jim Gordon. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, who's Jim? Who's Batman's friend Jim? Commissioner Gordon. Well, Commissioner Jim Gordon. I don't know anything. Yeah. Uh, he paces around a rooftop and he, he hands Batman some pictures of a kidnapped child in her clothes. And um, <laughs> The hat I, said happy baby. Yeah, I read that down too. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have her clothes if she was kidnapped? Why was he... Also, he was like, the Joker gave us this information. I was like, the Joker just dropped by your office, dropped off this envelope, <laughs> and you were like, oh, cool, I'll get this Batman, thanks. Yeah. What's Batman going to do with the clothes? Was he like a bloodhound? He can just like smell the clothes? Prove I have a child! Yeah. Uh, then it cuts to the Joker. He's, uh, I think he's in a cell. Is he's that... in a warehouse. Oh, he's in a warehouse. Yes. Uh, but he's dressed like in a, like a, a prison uniform, like an orange he jumpsuit. Escaped. Uh, he escaped from the asylum. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's in a, a warehouse. He's just going to sit around the floor playing with a little wind-up toy. That looks like a little tiny Joker. Yeah. And it, it the dog feels so stilted until Bat, until the Joker calls Batman bro. <laughs> just, that really made me laugh. Um, and he also, this is the cultural thing I wanted to ask my friend that she probably would not have been able to help me with. But they're talking about a clock or something, and um, like how time's running out. Instead of saying like tick tock, tick tock, he says tick tack. Yeah. Tick tack. Is that a Spanish thing? Mm -hmm. They say tick tack? Yeah, it's just like how um, animals have different sounds in other languages. Yeah. So, do, like clocks and uh, sirens and whatever. Huh. Yeah, like um, dogs in Mexico don't say woof, like woof, they say wow. Growl? Growl, growl. Growl, growl? Yeah, that's like, I think that's a dog noise, I'm pretty sure. Huh. I like it. Uh, so Batman is... Oh, he um, he, he sprays Batman in the, the face with some kind of aerosol spray. While pretending to offer him a drink. Yeah. And uh, they just... He ties... Which is just silly. Yeah. 
It's just silly man. It's just silly man. It's just silly Joker. Uh, he ties Batman up to a wheelchair, and he he shows Batman uh, the same picture of the little girl that it looks like he's drawn on with MS Paint. Yes. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit of uh, the. There's definitely a lot of influence from the the Killing Joke, a famous Alan Moore Batman story that they made do a movie. We'll be watching like four years from now. <laughs> uh, eventually, we'll watch it. <laughs> But it's just, it, look, it really looks like MS Paint. It's like the, the crappiest, just um, just face paint on her, just red lines. There's a little bit of construction going on at Chelsea's office. Um, I didn't know about it until we got here. <laughs> can I tell you that uh, this is a great recording space, recording here, but it, the security at this office cracks me up so hard every week. They they got this like secure this crack security force here, where they're they you walk in and like hey stop before you go in the elevator where are you going who are you here to see what what floor are you going to I'm just like six and like all right that's a number go, <laughs> go ahead it checks yeah. out that's true it's really and then we have like key codes to get into the building uh huh but if you came in through the freight entrance it's supposed to have a key code thing but it doesn't work mm. so whenever people come through for deliveries or like they enter off of the wrong one and someone lets them into the building mm -hmm. they could just walk in and steal all of our shit yeah so anyway the address is <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding uh so batman is, is uh, tied up to the wheelchair and joker's showing him pictures of a little girl uh with like clown makeup like drawn over her face and he and then it's like hot topic clown makeup yeah, running black eyeliner. It's it's like a like a like a slideshow where it just keeps getting like more grungy and like it starts off kind of nice, then it goes to the next one. It's like grungier and grungier and grungier. It gets progressively worse. Right. And he talks about um, all the the things that are going to happen to this girl. She's sweet and innocent and happy now, but she'll grow up and her life is gonna. She's gonna go through hardship and pain and it's gonna be bad. He's gonna kill her save her from the darkness he shoots the tv out yeah the screen out. it's kind of weird because like joker and batman are basically having a nature versus nurture conversation yeah or like a um kind of like fate versus free will like right um like she could joker's like her life is gonna be bad and batman's like you don't know that she can have a good life and choose to be good and um did you ever read pillow man i did not pillow man's this uh play by Malcolm McDowell, okay. I think. Okay, I'll write it down. Just yeah, now. it's really cool. I've, uh, I've got it, I'll loan it to you. But it's about this, like, um, supernatural creature who, like, he finds people who are going to die, like, horrible deaths, and he travels back in time, and he convinces them to kill themselves as children, to, like, spare them from all the years of pain. It's really dark and twisted, and it's good. It's great. Yeah. Please send that to me. Let's wait till after January, after the worst depression of the year time. Yeah. But then, yes, I would love to read it. Yeah. Um, but I think I think in this argument, the Joker kind of wins because Batman's like, you get to choose whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and Joker was like, yeah, you chose to be Batman, but you would have never had to choose to be Batman if terrible things hadn't happened to you. Yeah. And it cuts to like him watching his parents being killed. That's an interesting question. Did he choose to be Batman, or was that kind of 
all those things set into motion, like the moment his parents... Because there's no way he would have grown up to be... He would have just grown up to be like a rich, happy playboy. No, that would never have happened. I think it would have totally happened. If his parents had... If his had, parents hadn't been oh, killed. Oh, if they hadn't been killed. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. He would have just been like a normal rich kid. He would have like worn boat shoes and been in a yacht club and... I'd like to think that he would have been... He, he wouldn't have just I'm been... I'm not some, saying he's going to be the worst guy in the world. Yeah. But he, he He's not going to be a vigilante. He would have worked for his dad's company because he would have gotten a position there. And then he would have, I don't know, maybe donated to charity, but it would have been like one of those like $15,000 a plate things. Like it wouldn't... Yeah, I think that's that's probably accurate. I, I mean, you don't become a vigilante for just no reason. True. It's not like a, a, a choice like a healthy person makes. It's not, they don't have, they don't check your ACT scores. Yeah. Like... It's not a career choice. Yeah. It's a lifestyle change. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, they have this talk. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, Batman just... He just and Batman gets really pissed off when Joker makes that point, too. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I sort of like that idea that Batman's, like, not the reasonable one here. Yeah. And he's not willing to have this argument. He just gets angry. And Joker's like, I'm just trying to talk philosophy with you, yeah. Batman. No! Batman angry. You're a Batman, Batman smash. smash. He just breaks his bindings. He um, jumps out of the, the wheelchair and he chases the Joker to a roof, where Joker hits him with a hammer. And then um, this this is the moment that got a little bit cheesy. A little bit cheesy. I liked this part though, where Batman is is fighting the Joker and punching him, and Pagliacci starts playing in the background. Yes. But, like, that is kind of an Easter egg. Like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't necessarily know, like, that's Pagliacci. This is a story of a murderous Pagliacci. I feel like if we took 100 people off of the street right now and played them that sound clip, mm-hmm. maybe a quarter of them would be able to say, that's from Pagliacci. Or that's, oh, that's a clown opera. I, like, out of context. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm overestimating people. But there's definitely been a lot of uh, Joker stories where he attacks like a, a performance of Pagliacci or dresses up like Pagliacci or it's definitely a thing that's right but I think if you took it out of the context of Batman and the Joker it, it could be I think less people would know uh, I, if you don't know Pagliacci if you're listening to this you don't know if if you heard it you would know it's that it's a famous yeah. opera it's like the one opera like everybody has has heard of and heard uh, it's about a murderous clown it's he, the, the he sad because he, he hasn't looked it's the, the sad clown opera. I actually know a lot of people who do not like Pagliacci, and I love Pagliacci. I, I'm i not a big... It? I haven't. I, uh, I'm i not a big fan of the whole thing, but the, the one famous song, like Reciprata Number 2 or whatever it is, the, the one that everybody knows, that's a beautiful song. I'm trying to find it. Oh, filibuster. Will you do that? Filibuster. Um... So this Joker, I, I like him a lot better than the, uh, the the previous ones. There's definitely some shades of Heath Ledger. There's some shades of uh, Killing Joke, Joker, but it's it's a lot more original. It's a lot. Um, it's not like He's a kind direct... of a sexy Joker. You think? Yeah, kind of. I thought Batman was not as good as the Joker in this. The, I agree. The mat, the costume wasn't great. It felt very cheap. Um, the, the mask was better fitting than the last one, but it still wasn't a great mask. Right. It, it just felt like he's... It's just like a guy who's just dressed in black and has a mask on and a cape. 
So this is the most popular Pagliacci song on Spotify. Yeah. So maybe it's the right one, maybe it's not. Probably is. Let's see. Is it going to play? Yeah, this is it. Put it right next to the microphone. It's so sad. Hmm. This is the one, I think the Simpsons did a bit with this where Cressy's singing like, Rice Krispies, no more Rice Krispies. I think that's enough of that. Yeah. He laughs. Um, He's a clown. We get yeah. Uh, so um, the Joker stabs Batman. Oh, I also, I noticed that the, the whole fight, it takes place in like broad daylight, which yeah. has been like a recurring problem with a lot of the movies. We've, Fighting is hard. I guess it is. It, it really just, is. It's Batman's hard. supposed to be a creature of the night. He comes from the shadow. It's like they're all like, he, the creature comes out of the shadow yeah. from the depths of hell. And then it's like, sunny in 72 and Batman's like walking down the street in his costume. <laughs> it makes him so much less mysterious. Yeah. Well, but, um, that's what happens. Joker stabs him. And then uh, he literally gets his eye punched out. I think that was just a gag because it was clearly a ping pong ball. I think they were supposed to. I don't know. They, they, oh, I thought it was just the Joker being the Joker, and like this is a funny haha gag. He may or may not have gotten his eye literally punched out. An, an eye, a ping pong ball fell down that was painted like an eye. That's true. Unclear whether or not it was supposed to be a joke, in by the Joker. Right. Or he literally or got it punched he out. Got his eye punched out. Uh, Batman goes to find the the little girl, and instead he finds a doll, announcing uh, and he announces this story has no dramatic point, which just seemed like a little bit of uh, yeah. You were like, yeah, I just watched it. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. It's, you're kind of self aware there. Uh, it was creepy though. Yeah, all the cut up pictures of the little girl and like that painted doll. I was like. So did Joker kill her? I don't think he ever kidnapped her. So so he just pretended to kidnap somebody and gave the, the police this That makes me like it a lot more actually. Yeah, I think he just I think he totally pretended to do it. Yeah. That's actually and if you kind of, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense because like a little girl watched her dad kill her mom, like Batman would have like sympathized with that, like, oh, you watched you watched one of your parents die and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And it's pretending, like faking a, a kidnapping is almost weirder and creepier than an actual kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Because that means he had to, like, steal a baby's hat. Yeah. Or, like, buy a baby hat. Do <laughs> you think stealing a baby's hat is worse than stealing a baby? No, I do not think that, but I do think it's creepy. Yeah, it's... If you had a child, you're, like, holding the child... Or your child's like in their stroller at the park and someone came up to him and was like talking to it. Mm -hmm. First of all, you'd be like, mm, no. But then if they like took part of your baby's clothing and ran away, that would be creepy. It's you would call the cops. It's almost like like if somebody kidnaps somebody, there are motivations that you can ascribe to that that make, maybe not make sense, make sense. They're horrible, and not justifiable, but they're horrible and evil, but we at least can understand what's going on. That's what I meant by justifiable, not like, no, it's fine to kidnap yeah. kids. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta kidnap some kids. 
Some people can't have kids. Just yeah. Kidnap. Yeah. But there are motivations that we can at least wrap our heads around. When you're pretending to kidnap... It's not even a joke. It's not even funny. It's so creepy and twisted and weird and yes. just crazy that it's like, I don't even... What? What is he... Why would you... What? And I... I like that as the Joker faking a kidnapping. It is kind of a joke. It's yeah. like how he, what he would call a joke. Right. Like messing with Batman's Batman. mind. Nerd. Yeah. Uh, so then Batman goes on a, a big monologue just sitting on top of a roof about how anyone can learn to be serious and focused just like he is. Everyone can be Batman. Batman's yeah. inside of you. And then the, the credits roll. Uh, I'm not sure what person because they had like a bunch of names in the credits and i wasn't sure which one was batman right it's not no. but uh i i'm going with my favorite name from the credits jesus gomez i'm choosing to believe that's who it was that is very much like it almost sounds like a white person who's like come up with a name for a spanish person yeah uh, jesus gomez jesus gomez Actually, one of the guys that works here, his name is really Jesus Garcia. Yeah. That also sounds like a real Spanish person's name. He's a real-life Mexican guy. Yeah. Uh, where I'm, I'm thinking he belongs a lot closer to the top than the last one. Maybe not. I'm not sure I would put him in the top five. No. But um, well, let's go over the, who the top five are real quick. We've got Bat, uh, David Sherman from Batman, a fan film. Matt Kohler from Demon in the Dark. Our top two... Both fan film guys. Dolphy from James Batman, Catherine Victor from The Wild World of Batwoman, and Ulan Sule from The Adventures of Batman. I'm I'm thinking this Batman belongs uh six through ten. Six through ten, we got Mora Monti from La Mujer Musilago. Okay. Xander Duca from Low Batman and Death of Low Batman. Adam West from a bunch of stuff. Levant Kikir from Yesara Adam Bedman. Uh, Do you think this guy's better than Adam West? Yes. I, I think yes. I think so too. I also think he's better than Little Batman. I would agree. I don't think he's as good as Mara Monty, only because of the amount of stunt work that she had to do for that film. Yeah. She definitely had a lot more to do than, than uh, Jesus Gomez. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortable with that. Number seven between Moramonti and Xander Duca? Yes. Okay. I will give it to seven. Okay. Uh, so our final fan film that we did uh, was Batman. No, it wasn't Batman. It was Face of the Clown. Face Behind Face the Behind the Clown. That's right. Which uh, is such a good name. It was a good name. Like whoever wrote that did like a really good job. I think this is the best one to watch. This is by far my it favorite. It's very cool. Yeah. I was not bored at all. No. Um, this is... Batman is not in this one. I assumed... Maybe that's why we liked it so yeah. much. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's basically... It, it, part of it, what also made it work is that... Um, I'm sure their budget wasn't that high, but they, they kind of understood that and they worked within their limitations. They made smart choices. Yeah. There's not like a bunch of stunts and a bunch of expensive things that probably would have come out looking terrible. It's a very simple, it's um, uh, Jonathan Crane, who's the scarecrow, but he's not, they don't really address this, address that. It's him talking with the Joker, and that's 
pretty much it. There's like a little bit of animation of of different things. That right. If we were to, which honestly I didn't feel like was needed. Yeah, I honestly it probably would have been stronger. It didn't with add that. anything to it. If we wanted to rate Batman from this, which I don't think we should, we would have to no. go based on the animation and like a little bit of grunting. Yeah, I don't think there's even grunting really. Yeah, I think there's he a little bit. He almost kills the Joker. Yeah, that's uh, my favorite Batman so far. But there's not a lot of to break down in in terms of plot. Right. This is almost, it's almost like a one-act play. Yeah. It was like, yeah. like, oh, this place at a diner, a couple is having dinner. Yeah, it felt a lot like that. It, it's just the the Scarecrow and the Joker talking, and uh, Scarecrow's interviewing the, the Joker about this time he um, he killed Bruce Wayne's fiance. Oops. And uh, it, it's kind of unclear about, did you get the sense that Joker knows... That Bruce Wayne is Batman? No. I wasn't sure. I didn't actually get like a strong sense of that. But I did think that the Joker doesn't like Bruce Wayne. Yes. Probably because Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne is always meddling with the Joker. Like Bruce Wayne, not Batman, Mm -hmm. was pushing for the Joker to get the death penalty. Yes. And... um... Which I don't know why, but that seemed really heavy to me. Like in a world with superheroes and supervillains, like... The death penalty is such a real thing. That yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, there's not a lot of plot. It's just about the Joker talking about what he's done and about how Batman belongs in an asylum. He's just as crazy as the, the Joker. And, Which is a good point. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's really well acted. It's so character based. And um, I love the way it's. The, the cinematography of it's mostly in black and white, but there's occasional, like, splashes of color, like, really fast. Yeah. They're sort of jarring, and uh, it, it works. Yeah. It's very cool. Like, this is one of those things that I almost hope was, like, submitted for some kind of a festival or something. Yeah. Because, like, normally you watch these and you're like, you know, some guy's like, oh, man, I think I gotta find, like, a short film festival. Yeah. But it's so cool. It's almost like a film noir interrogation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. is isn't. Yeah. And it totally humanizes both characters. And this was a... So many of these, the, the, they're ripping off Heath Ledger, and this was not. This no. was like a very original was, take. Yeah, I mean, the makeup was yeah. the same as... It was similar. I don't think mostly. it was quite... And the hair was very different. The he wasn't was trying different. to have long, stringy hair. Right. His He was barefoot, which I thought was an interesting choice. Oh, I didn't notice that. That is yeah. interesting. Um, There's a little bit of... Um, uh, it, it seemed like he'd read Batman, a serious house... Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth, where the, the joke was like a little bit fae. And I, I got a little bit of that yeah. from him. Uh, but that, that worked. I, I like that. No, me too. And I really liked that it goes through this whole... Like, he goes through these emotions so that he's, like, clearly trying to, like, be himself because he's being interrogated and be the Joker. Mm-hmm. And then Scarecrow asks the questions that, like, get him to actually have real emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets actually angry. And he manages to get him to actually feel hurt and like reminisce on a time that he felt love uh which is something that comes back again because everyone's like oh joker and harlequin heart no that's not love no that's never love in any context no ever that that, it was written about that's an abusive horrible terrible abusive horrible relationship where he fucking broke her brain yeah um so that he wasn't physically alone 
Yeah. And it's not the same thing as loving someone. And so I really liked that it, it did that. And so it almost has us put the Joker in Batman's shoes because there was someone at one time that he loved that was yeah. taken away from him. And that's who he became. And it it kind of subverts the idea of villain. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. It, it worked really well. I wish I, I wish there was a, a way to rank this. And I know. I wish there was a Batman. So you, you'd, I'm sure if they had Batman, he'd be at number one. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, this is... I would recommend people watch this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we forgot to say about the last one. Would you recommend Batman Duplicity? It's all right. Yeah. I, I, it's not a waste of time. Yeah. It's uh, high ambitions. Yeah. I, I give it a lot of credit for that. Absolutely. I'm not sure if it reaches... Cool idea. Yeah. With the whole, like, kidnapped child that's not really kidnapped. Yeah. This one definitely recommends. Definitely. We're going to put this one on the on the Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really... I, I loved it. I think everyone should watch it. I loved it. Um, before we wrap things up, let's, let's have a quick talk about, um, we finished all the, the Batman movies from the 1970s now. Thank goodness. And there's so few in the 1980s that we're going to wrap those up next week. But, um, let's talk for a moment about who Batman was in the seventies. I'm going to run down the list of, uh, movies that we watched. All right. Um, there, there weren't that many cause a lot of these were lost movies Batwoman and Robin, lost movie. Batwoman and Robin meet the Queen of the Vampires, lost movie. Fight Batman Fight, lost movie. Johnny Joker, lost movie. Ukon Kiz, lost movie. Gasa Aram Bedman, that was the first one we watched. Uh, we watched The Super Friends. Rat Pafinka Boo Boo, oh, that was from the, the 60s, but we, we missed it and we went back. Right. New Adventures of Batman. Bat... Uh, Legends of the Superheroes Part One and Two. Those were that was it. So it was only one, two, three, four, five things that we we watched. And then there's a bunch of bonus episodes. We've been working on the '70s for a while, but most of the most of the movies of the '70s were like lost Filipino films. There's a bunch that we just couldn't find, and one lost Turkish film. Um, I, I think it's it's worth noting about this uh adam west even in the movies that he wasn't in his presence is felt so strongly yeah he absolutely defined what batman is during this era that's true and i think that in general the whole tone of batman in the 70s is much more light-hearted yeah uh it makes fun of itself a lot more yeah whether intentionally or not even in the 60s it wasn't as campy and silly as this. I mean, aside from Batman, the 1966 one, I don't know that, like, um, uh, the wild world of Batwoman wasn't, like, intentionally campy and silly. Right. And uh, uh, Batman, Dracula, well, that one was kind of campy. But, but uh, I don't know, this felt like it was so silly and so over the top. And... Uh, Batman is just like a um, such a goody two shoes that um, and there's no it's very silly and light and fluffy. Right, I think a lot of that is like if you step back from it, we're watching a target demographic shift completely. Yes, because with the ones in the 40s, 
those were targeted towards adults. Yeah. And, like, kids liked them, but adults with people paying for the movies, like, college campuses were the number one places those were seen. Yeah. And then at the beginning of the 60s, there's still a lot of adult content in them, like, a lot of the crimes and stuff that he's up against involved, like, fancy science and, like, women being raped, and those aren't kid-friendly topics at all. No. And then with the introduction of more traditional supervillains, you can see them shifting it towards children and like a generation of like well let's teach kids how to behave through these superheroes not just yeah and I, I think there's a lot of camp that was going on in the serials that was not intentional yes <laughs> and then in the the 60s that was who they're almost emulating yeah and they're going back and looking at those and they're doing that camp that but they, they're doing it with purpose, that that was a decision that they'd made yeah. to do it like that. Well, you that. could almost see it being things were like, from the 60s, like, those were kids who've grown up watching the yeah. serials. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so now they're having kids, and like, if you make a, a cartoon that appeals to both adults and children, like, parents are going to watch it with their kids. If you have one TV set house. Yeah, and, that, and that's also who Batman was in, mm-hmm. in their minds. There hadn't been really another radically different take right. on Batman. Right. But uh, that, it's not, it's going to be shifting because it, it's um, Batman in the 80s. We already did Batman Doll Piano to Eros, which is not a kid's movie. No. Mm-mm. That is a porno. It's a how to make kids movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a very bad, very rapey porno. Whew, that was not a good time. No, not fun. Uh, we already watched that one, so we're not going to be covering that next week. We're going to go into uh, Batman 1989, which. They had a lot of, it's a much more serious, much darker movie. They had a lot of trouble getting that made because no one wanted, in the the studios and stuff, no one wanted a serious Batman movie. They all saw Batman as Adam West. And so when they were trying to produce this, they're like, we want to make a dark, serious, gritty Batman movie. And like, like, like Batman in space? Is that what that... What would that... He's already got a cave. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like pretty dark already. Yeah. But they, they really like could not get... it. it um, Michael Uslan, the guy who produced them, was working for like five years to get it made at all. That's amazing. Yeah. And he... Uh, I saw a talk in, in college that he gave, and he said he was basically, from like 1985 on, he was trying to make The Dark Knight. And it took him like that long to finally get what he really wanted on screen. Is he part of the Dark Knight? I don't know things. He, I think he was like the producer. He was producing like every Batman movie. From, That's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's so cool when people are like, this is what I want. I'm going to keep trying until I get it. Yeah. I'm excited though because we're almost at a time when Batman movies were made when I was alive. Yeah. Next week is going to be the first one made in my lifetime. Not me yet. Not Chelsea yet. But uh, coming up in a few weeks, uh, you're 92? Yep. So March, March, we're going to start hitting you. Yeah! Yeah. And uh, we're going to start from here on out. It's not always going to be Batman movies people have seen, but it, a lot more of them. Yeah, so you'll actually be able to listen and uh, know what we're talking about. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot easier to find some of these. Not There's not nearly as many obscure ones going for it. There's a few, but there's not nearly as many. Uh, most of them are, are going to be much more mainstream. Our podcast is going mainstream. <laughs> I think it's it's going to be a lot more fun for most people. I'm I've always been more interested in the really bizarre Batman movies, but 
I don't think there are many people on the same page. I've never particularly been interested in any of the Batman movies. But yeah. Everyone I've talked to about this is like, oh, when are you going to do Batman Forever? When are you going to do this? I'm like, I mean, eventually. We're going to get there. James Batman. Aren't you excited about James Batman? Like, what the fuck yes, are you talking I'm about? Batman. Yeah. Batman Del Piano to Arrows. It's a Batman porn. Right. I think that, I've never heard of that. I, did, I don't actually, care. I had an audition on Thursday, and I was, um, I get Were you auditioning for a porn? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, just a student whatever thing. Anyway. Just um, a student just art like film? Just a student art film. Where I take my clothes and, off? And... Um, no, with the guy that was running the audition, I get extra chatty when I'm, like, nervous or bored, and... Um, he was like wearing uh, an Avenger shirt, and then I was like, I forced the podcast into the conversation. He's like, Oh, I like Batman. I was like, I don't like Batman. He's like, How does that work? And I was like, Well, the guy I do the podcast really <laughs> likes Batman. He's like, Oh, I like the Adam West ones. And I was like, Ooh. And then I was like, You know what you might like? I was like, Have you ever seen the roast they did? And he's yeah. like, No. And I was like, Well, you should get it. You can get it on Amazon, I think. I didn't buy it, but yeah. a podcast person did. Yeah. He was just kind of looking at me like, He stopped talking to me. <laughs> Which I get a lot, and it just does not deter me. Yeah. So. No, this podcast is, is warping my brain. I know too much now. I already, I kind of yeah. knew too much going yeah, in. Yeah, I know way too much. Remember that time that you accidentally got into a relationship because you didn't want to tell her that you were thinking about Batman after sex? Yep. Yep. So. But um, I, I got into... That ended better than it could have. <laughs> yeah. It, it ended all right. We both parted ways very amicably. Batman would be proud of you. Yeah. It lasted about two weeks. I spent the whole time thinking, like, what is the soonest I can break up with her without seeming like a crazy person? Little did she know, you were a crazy person. Yeah. Pretending to be your not crazy person. Yeah. And then she broke up with me. I'm like, oh, yes. All the pressure is off of me. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the soonest you can break up with somebody? As soon as you start dating them. You think, like, day one, you could just... You can. You just, like, say 20 minutes in after you ask somebody to, to make it official. Like, you know what? Not feeling this anymore. Yeah. Done. If I had just made it official with somebody, and then they were like, somehow this happened to come up, but they were, like, profoundly racist. Immediately. Yeah. I'd be like, well, this is not going to work. I'm not going to put any time into this. I hate you. Yeah. I, I guess if there was something that jarring, it seems like it'd be hard to... Yeah. But just, like, a regular person... I have no idea. Yeah. I'm not in relationships often enough to have a lot of experience about that. It's got to be close to a year since you dated McKenzie. Yeah, McKenzie and I have been dating uh, 10 months, going on 11 now. When's your anniversary? March 23rd. Oh, coming up. I know. Coming up. It's exciting. Oh, before we end things, I want to ask you this question. Because we had, uh, you know my uh, my coworker Brian, the monster, who I talk about sometimes. The pussy appointment guy? The pussy appointment guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you think is, can, do you think it's okay to return underwear after you've already tried it on? Like, I think no. Yeah. I just thought about it, but no. We can do a big debate about this at work, because he insists it's fine. He's returning some underwear he's already tried on, and, uh, yeah. Like, are they like a pack of Hanes underwear? Because nobody's going to buy those anyway. You can tell when they've been opened. He said it was like loose underwear that he bought. Why don't you just buy loose underwear as a guy? Like it was like hanging on like some kind of rack or something. And he he bought it. He he put yes, it on. Yes, he can take back his underwear to the loose underwear store. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like loose. It was just in like a bargain <laughs> bin. There's just five pairs of boxers for a dollar. So when I was a 
kid, my mom used to, because there were four of us, two boys and two girls, and it was just a fucking fiasco to get anywhere. So whenever we go shopping for like bathing suits or underwear or stuff, mm-hmm. my mom would just have us try it on over our clothes in the store. Uh-huh. So I don't understand why people don't do things like that now as an adult. So I'm like, <laughs> it's so much faster. You don't have to wait in line for the fitting room. They don't want you to take off your underwear to try on underwear anyway. Yeah. You might as well try them on over pants. Yeah. Why not? So tell them that. Tell them to start trying stuff on over his pants. How does it work when it's like women's underwear, if you're, that can actually become expensive if you're getting like lingerie or something. That's, isn't that pretty pricey? Fitting rooms. Fitting rooms. But are you allowed to just try it on? Yeah. That seems weird. Like they. I mean, you're not supposed to take your other underwear underneath off. Oh, I see. So you're trying it on over your underwear. Right. I so see. So it's over underwear. Ah, got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Which is why you could just try it on over your pants. Yeah. Unless you're wearing snow pants. In which case, why are you shopping for underwear and snow pants? If you try it on over your pants, though, it might not fit right. You might not get a sense of... For regular underwear, yeah. You think? Yeah. Hmm. Because, I mean, most pants aren't too bulky. Hmm. And, like, how mad would you be if your boxers had a little bit of extra room in them? Yeah. I'd... I'm not Brian, so it wouldn't be a big deal to me. <laughs> me? But... I just keep the underwear. Brian has a thing where he, he wears... He won't wear boxers. He wears, like, tidy whities but he wants them to be very loose. So he buys them like a couple sizes too big. That is just grosser and grosser. <laughs> He's a monster. He must have really dangly balls. <laughs> oh, God. Here's the thing. Goodwill does not accept used underwear. So yeah. I don't think stores will accept used underwear. I looked it up and Victoria's Secret has a policy that any underwear that's returned, they have to destroy. That seems sanitary. Yeah. Even if the tag's still on? I think even if the tag's still on, because you can still, just because the tag's still on doesn't mean someone has oh, yeah. yeah. worn it. Because well, I guess you can return things if they don't fit to be for a secret. Yeah. I don't know. Try on your underwear before you buy them. That's... Or just buy things that fit. You know your size. But underwear are different. Like yeah. cuts of underwear, for a girl especially, like different cuts of underwear fit differently, but you have a general idea. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, uh, Wallace, Warren, Warren. <laughs> Wimble, what, what is your name? Wallace. 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 Yeah, what do you want to plug Wallace? Uh, just the same old same. Twitter and Instagram are both a mouthy broad. Um, mouthy broad. That's me. Yeah. That's me. Uh, I don't have any shows or anything coming up anytime soon. Um, what about you? Follow <laughs> me on Facebook. Uh, like me on Twitter. At Danny Rathbun. R-A-T-H-B-U-N. I'm going to be somewhere coming up i'm going to be at um uh on the 9th i'm going to be at beast of burning that's uh thursday february 9th at eight o'clock i'm going to be doing like 15 minutes there at some bar in brooklyn um that's about it that's all i got like the the facebook page no 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 podcast uh give us a rating on itunes subscribe uh, also, huge thank you to our unsponsored sponsor, Intermittent Hammering. Yes. It's been really great having them Inter- on the podcast today. Intermittent Hammering yes. for when your headache is just not enough. Yeah, when that headache just, just stops. Yeah. Yeah, see. All right. Uh, Kareem, 